0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome to Spiral Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about music and movies, merch and memorabilia, artists and art collections, and the collectors. And we also talk about tool and tool related subjects, the Tooliverse. On today's episode, we have Rod Roars. Rod has one of the largest and most extensive tool merch collections that I personally have ever seen since day one of me getting into the tool merch universe i heard the name rod i seen people with shirts that said i'm not rod and they weren't i seen rod with a shirt that said i am rod he is a prominent figure in the toolverse. he is the founder of tool loot one of the largest tool merch pages on facebook and he is a guy shrouded in hearsay i heard rod was a person that can get things i heard rod was a person that knows how to get things done i heard a little of this i heard a little of that lots of rumors and and speculation so i thought it would be relevant to get rod on the show and set the record straight so to speak so without further ado here's rod roars thank you for listening spiral out
1: Yeah. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm in my office and I'm uh, in my museum. I'm good. I remember hearing about you from the other admins. They, they, they said that you were starting a podcast and that you're going to probably want to talk to me and some other ones. And I, I kind of chuckled for a minute because I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to get on a podcast. I, I, I feel strange sometimes when people come up and just want to take pictures with me that, that I don't even know. I'm like, that, that just makes me feel very awkward. I mean, I'll do it, but it, I, but that's not what I'm there for. I'm not there for the status. But, you know, when, when, when I was asked that by my other admins, I'm like, is this just somebody that just wants to talk to me because they want to get like a, like a picture? And, I, you know, I just, I don't do well with that kind of stuff. Um, but then after I started uh, hearing more about you from others that you were, you know, just getting into the shows and uh, talking about your podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I definitely want to talk with them. And then when I met you in St. Louis, I actually look forward to to meeting you because I, I just I feel like that you're, you, you're 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 you have a great idea, great concept that you're going out and you're you're getting people to talk about some of the things that are that I think people have questions about or they have misunderstandings. And I also think that you're bringing a lot of knowledge to newbies or even people when you're getting your artists on board. Like when you had Alex on, it was just it was. Very interesting to hear his backstory about what he was doing with art, and I mean, he's not even a huge tool fan. Yeah, no, I, you know, but here it is, he's making some killer
0: tool art. No, it's it's great, and again, I appreciate that because I'm just curious uh, it, what people's perspective are of of me as well, especially because you know everybody has a perspective of Rod. It seems like, um, <laughs> yeah, they do. So, everyone uh, listening, this is Rod. Rod, what's your last name? Roars. Like a lion roars. Rod roars. And the the reason I wanted Rod to come on is because he has one of the most extensive collections of tool memorabilia that I've ever seen. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have a crazy amount of uh, tool stuff. I have issues. (laughs) When I thought about doing this podcast – I think you were the, one of the first people I was like, I got to get this guy on. He, oh. he's got so much cool shit. <laughs> the more I like dive deeper into the uh, tool collectors and, and the whole, you know, community, it come to find out like you're, you're a super revered guy, but also apparently one of the most, um, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say hated cause you're not hated, but you're hated on. If that may, if that's a difference. I think people like you, but then they're like, How come this guy's got so much cool shit?
1: Yeah, I get that a lot, especially after this tour. Oh, this is the guy that, you know, gets her at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and gets all this stuff. I mean, I've heard so many rumors, so many different things, whether whether it be good or bad. It just it, it kinda of blows my mind, honestly.
0: So before we get into like polarizing part of of your Whole reality. How how did you get into the Tool stuff?
1: Well, you know, I, I saw Tool in 96. That was my first show. It was at the Masquerade in Tampa, Florida. It was uh, a few months before I went to basic training. And that was just an amazing time. You know, didn't know anything about posters or anything. And then uh, when I went to the La Palooza show in 2009, I started, uh, I, I saw the print that was there. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I need this. You know, I grabbed that that poster, that kind of brought me into the realm of collecting but really it was probably around 2000 2014 is really when I started collecting when I when I opened it up you know after getting onto Facebook groups and seeing everything and and then uh 2018 when I bought my new home that's when I actually had walls that I could put stuff up and after going into BST and seeing that group on Facebook it opened my eyes even more to all the different art that Tool had, and I was like, "Wow, I need some of this, and I need it now." You need all how of it. How can I get this? <laughs> how how can I get this? Because I don't know the people. I'm new in these groups. You know, I was in the Tool Collective for a long time, but I didn't really get involved because you know, when when Tool had you know no album out for a long time, then then you know I wasn't really. Into the collecting part, I was more into that after I started seeing the the art that was out there from the different shows. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't I get these from the Tampa show when they played here in 2007 or in Orlando? So I was on the hunt for those. I couldn't find them, come to find out unless somebody could tell me different. But they didn't make anything for those shows. They didn't make any art. They didn't do anything. They only had specific art for specific shows. And unfortunately, Florida wasn't one of those.
0: I I ran into the same problem. Uh, First show I ever went to was in Coachella when they played right after their album came out in 2005. But the very next show I went to was in Vegas. And it was a completely wild show. It was outside, not a festival, just one stage and them. It was an amazing show. No poster. You know, now that I've gotten into the whole game, I've been looking. I was like, where's this poster for this day? Oh, we didn't make one. Like, shit. That was like the most amazing show I've ever been to, and no poster. And again, I'm I'm late to the game, way way later than you. You started, you said in 2000, pretty much 2014, right? Is when you really started. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I I would say more that I mean, really, the collection really, really started because I I was getting them from the shows I was going to. I just wasn't looking for the big ones, like for the for the doodles. That's how they call the big ones. Like even even in 2016. Um, when I went to Duluth, Georgia and I had, that was only my second VIP I ever did. Um, got to meet Audie for the first time because Adam brought him out and didn't even know who Audie was because, you know, they didn't let us have our phones backstage or in VIP. They didn't let us have anything. So we couldn't pull it up and look at who they were. And after they just started showing us some of his art, I started thinking to myself, I wonder if he's going to be the next artist for their album. I wonder if they're going to, you know, use him instead of Alex Gray. Then when they released us to get the posters, I remember seeing a doodle, and I said to myself, "Well, that's just too much money. I'm not going to spend that on a, on a doodle." Uh, I didn't even know what a doodle was called. I just it, I just saw the extra thing on, it and I was like, "Oh, that's cool, but that's just too much money." So I passed it up, and I just grabbed a sign. So I was always getting a signed poster from my shows. I just wasn't trying to go after anything else. I just didn't I didn't know about all the the merch game then.
0: So when did it switch? When were you like, I don't need a doodle to I need every doodle.
1: Uh, you know, that actually was probably in 2018. I remember the first doodle I ever got was from a guy named Jason from BST. And it was the Toronto, Ontario, the the fish doodle that I have. And that was what opened my eyes up to it. And then I said, oh man, I got to go after any kind of doodle I can, especially the old school ones. You know, I'm a collector of many different things. And when I go after something, I, I go after it hardcore. Just in my, it's just, it's just what I what I do. I don't mean to, but I, I like I like to chase. I'm a hunter. I'm a good salesman, but I, I like to to chase things that I want. Figuring that out and seeing that there was doodles, you know, available, but they were hard to find. I set out on a course to find them as much as I can. And then when the 19 tour started back up, I said to myself, "Well, I'm going to go after any of the doodles I can from my shows." Because I want to get them for myself, and I also don't want to spend a lot of money by buying them from others.
0: How many doodles do you have currently?
1: Oh, um, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, where I really kind of foresee my collection going towards is the doodle collection. I know some people will say, "Oh, you know, I don't like it because it takes away from the art," and and I I do agree on some of them, but majority of them, I think, when Adam does it or Adi or another artist does a remark, think that they make it even even more interesting, make it more unique by having this extra doodle on top of this this great art.
0: I completely agree. I, I showed you the picture of the San Antonio remark that I got from Alex Kuno. And, you know, I liked the San Antonio poster, but what he did on that for me is it's now probably, in my opinion, one of the most valuable dual posters I could think of just by how cool it is and my own sentimental value.
1: You know, and he is killing it on the remarks. I mean, he is just doing something just simple, like with the the cool ghost on mine to going balls to the wall on yours. I mean, it's just this, this guy is killing it in the remarks. I, I just, I love it.
0: I couldn't have been happy. I just came in the mail yesterday and I'm going to go get it framed today. I, I have, you know, hitting 30 posters and I haven't framed one of them and that'll be the first. I just have them in, you know, like a portfolio. Uh-
1: and 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 that and that right there is where I feel is where the the addiction or the collection really starts. Once you get them and you frame them and you put them up on the walls, because for me, you know, I've got a couple portfolios with a bunch of art. When I'm pulling it out and I'm putting it in frames, I'm putting it on the walls. That's where it's even just more amazing, just to stare at it. I'll sit in my office for hours upon hours, just uh, either you know when I was working or just even hang out, just staring at everything. As a matter of fact, when I had COVID. Uh, two years ago, I my wife was in one room, I was in the other. We were trying not to get the kids uh, sick, so I stayed in the, the the tool room, and I was in here for ten days. It, as much as it sucked having COVID, but it was still I, I enjoyed my time just by seeing all of my art. Here.
0: So, what's your favorite doodle you own?
1: That probably that's a, that's a hard one, but I, I really probably think my my Brooklyn and my Melbourne, the ones that Adam doodled the fa- the Adi. Uh, the Audi uh, Melbourne or the Brooklyn. And I feel like that was the uh, the coolest ones because Adam did the the entire face doodle. He did one of them on the Brooklyn where it's just the face. And then when I uh, when it had the horns on the Melbourne, then he he did the whole doodle for the face and the horns. And that's just amazing.
0: What did you think of the Belmont doodle? Cause that's, that seems to be a kind of a controversial one because he did the whole face and it, you know, it completely changes the poster, in my opinion. And that is my favorite one from the tour. Do you own? This do tour, you own this, that one? <laughs> uh, I do. I do own it. Yes. <laughs> I figured if anybody owned it, it'd be you.
1: Yeah my, my friend my friend wound up getting it and uh, and then he uh, he knew how much I wanted that one and, and he wound up getting a different doodle because I helped him acquire the same one from Belmont. Um, and not the identical one. There was, there was, I think three or four of them that Adam did just the face. And then they did the one that went all the way down to his chest and did the spiral on it.
0: I, I really like that, uh, Moline one you have the black skull. It's kind of different than, than normal. Usually it yes. does like colored ink.
1: Yes. I actually, I actually traded somebody a couple of prints for their skull that they did because Adam did, I think four of the, the, I guess the black and brown is what you want to call it. Uh, and then he did a couple of the blue ones. Yeah, I was able to, to work out the trade. And, you know, I have to go back because, you know, I know you asked me about what my favorite doodle is, and I'm thinking about it as I'm sitting in my office looking around. That is definitely my favorite one. But I have to say, you know, by acquiring a couple of the old school acrylic doodles that Adam used to do back in the day on the print mafias, those are the, the best. Those are the bee's knees when it comes to doodles.
0: I remember me and you talking about those when we met in Cleveland, and you were showing me pictures of them. And they're kind of done with um, like real paint. Yes,
1: yeah, like almost like a watercolor. Yeah, and they like you can see some of how it ran.
0: Yeah, like kind of bleeds, and and it doesn't take away yeah. from it. It kind of, in your opinion, they they amplify how cool a doodle is because it's like real paint. It's there. It's it, he, had to t- he had to take time and do whatever he had to do to to get that going.
1: Taking the time exactly that's the key that's that you can and you can see that in those how he took his time on doing the actual doodle on top of the art and uh, those are so hard to find. I have been looking and looking and they're very expensive uh, they don't come around very often, and I was able to get a couple of them but i'm I'm pretty much done now I've got two acrylics I don't need them all I mean it would be cool if, if they were presented towards me and you know to me and you know at a good price, and I probably would jump on it. Uh, My wife thinks I'm crazy. She thinks I'm just too out of control, but she knows how much of the passion I have. And I'm hoping to, you know, turn all this into a kind of a museum slash gallery. I have these ideas that I want to do because I want it to be shown for everybody. I would love to be able to create an environment that people can come into and they can look at all the art. You know, they won't be able to buy the tool art, but, you know, some of the other artists that that I'll have for sale, um, that they can buy those kind of, you know, prints whatnot. But yeah, not the tool stuff.
0: Without telling me any prices, what's the most expensive piece of tool thing you have? And if you don't want to answer that, oh. you, you you don't have to. I don't
1: mind answer. I'm just thinking. Probably probably one of the acrylics. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely one of the acrylics because those are the that's the most I've I paid for anything. My success. Okay, I I, I started my own business uh, seventeen years ago. This year, seventeen years, I started with fifteen thousand dollars. We've built over twenty five million plus. And, uh, you know, I've worked my tail off to get to where I'm at. And luckily, I'm I'm enjoying life even more now because I'm not working as much as I did. I've had, you know, rumors of people saying, oh, you're a trust fund baby and that I'm just having all this money out there that I could do anything I want with. And I wish that was true. I wish I had just endless amounts of money because I would be sharing it with a lot of friends and, and whatnot. I'm, I'm very, very giving when it comes to, you know, helping others out and doing things. And I have no problem with that. But I also, you know, if I like something and I like a collection, I want to go after it. If I can afford it, I'm going to do it. And, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that there's jealousy out there for that. But, you know, it is what it is. Anybody else would do the same thing if they had the opportunity.
0: Of course. And since we've met, you know, again, you being such a prominent figure in these groups, uh, you have a lot of friends, obviously. And I've asked around, you know, what do you think of Rod? You know, how how do you know Rod? I'd say 95 percent. Maybe even 98% has all been positive. But the one thing that did stick out to me is multiple people were like, Rod came from nothing. And now you're able to do all these cool things and you should enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you would have seen me as a kid, I mean, we were so poor. We didn't have anything. I remember when I was very young, my mom couldn't even afford the water bill. And she'd have to go over to the neighbor's house and, and use a bucket, get water from spout outside to go fill up our bathtub to give my to give me a bath, you know, or to get my bath ready for me. That was just the tip of the iceberg. She never asked for a handout. She worked three jobs, put food on the table, to take care of myself and my older brother and sister. And um you know, I mean, we 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 barely survived. I mean, we had to just live off of whatever we could. And now I have an amazing life compared to that. And I I share it with my family and and my my close friends. I'm I'm very very giving and very helping. I guess you could say when somebody needs something, when it's somebody that's close to me. But I've also been burned because I have, you know, I I wear my heart on my my sleeve sometimes because I I do care. I do care about a lot of people. And I, I, you know, my, again, my close friends and whatnot, um, but I've had people take that and use it against me. Like, you know, I, I had a, I had a friend of mine that I was a PB for the tour and i gave I got him twelve posters I didn't um you know from twelve shows I didn't charge him any more money than what the poster was, and he only went to two shows and then he tells me, "Oh yeah, you know I got you a a drumhead doodle from my show, and you know we'll, we'll work out the payment later. I'm like, oh thanks, I can't believe you did that blah 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 you know and it comes and then it comes to a few weeks later after the tour, and he starts to ghost me a little bit, and this guy was I considered a really close friend of mine. And next thing you know, he then comes back and says, you know, I want to go ahead and give this drumhead doodle to a friend that attended the concert, but I want to find you a different one. And I said, but what do you mean find me a different one? He's like, well, I'll, I'll find you one. And I and I felt like he was just fluffing me up because he had other things in mind for this drumhead. And so I got upset and I said to him, you know, you, you, you just don't change your mind like that. I said, I already sent you all your posters that you wanted. You know, I gave them to you at cost. I even gave you a drum head. And he says, oh, you know, you're just upset because you're not getting your way. No, you gave me your word and you stand by your word. And that's the one thing I will do. I will stand by my word when I'm telling
0: people I'm doing things. Again, this is a whole different level of collecting and and trading that that I'm familiar with. You know, I've done lots of posters, but I haven't done anything... In the like upper thousands, you know, because that's what we're talking about here. You're, you're talking about thousands of dollars worth of posters and and drums. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This isn't pocket change we're talking about. You know, twelve posters is five grand, six grand even. You know, depending on what poster it is, it could it could possibly be more. If you if you want to play the game, you shouldn't shit on people that are playing it well.
1: No, not at all. I mean, you you, you shouldn't do that whatsoever. And this, this game has changed so much from. From 19 and 20, where, I, you know, as a PB, as a poster buddy, it's always been known that if you say you're going to get something from that show and get it to that person, you're going to do that. And I've seen it so many times now, this tour, because all the bangers weren't starting to happen until after the California shows. So it seemed anyway. And, you know, I made a lot of deals with people from the beginning that, hey, if you're going to go to this show, then I'll, I'll PB for you on this one, I'll blind trade you. And we did all this. And as a matter of fact, there's a guy was an awesome guy a lot of people know him now he wound up getting a he told me he said if i get a doodle from one of my shows it's yours i'm like man you don't have to do that he goes no that's i know how much you love the doodles it's yours so he goes to colorado springs he gets the the doodle and he gets a doodle drumhead and so then he hits me up later and he said do you want to sign i said well if you still want to go with that deal with the, the uh the doodle the doodle print then i would do that he's like yeah i will and then obviously, you know, you add up because the doodles going for 800 bucks and then you figure out what prints are going to be for that amount of money. So we made our, our, our arrangement, you know, I'd get them the prints from my shows and I wanted doing it. But I mean, there were some bangers compared to some of the ones they had. I could have went back and go, you know what? Yeah, that's a cool doodle. But, you know, I have, I have a Tampa Audi, or I have, you know, I have the Philly, the Philly Alex Gray. But obviously I wouldn't have done any of that. I said, okay. These are what this is what the deal we made, and we made it happen, and that was it. And and I've heard from so many more people this time around how much it's changed. Where, as a poster buddy, you're gonna, you know, and I think you brought this up in your other podcast, the second one, about where you know people don't stand up to their their side of the the deal. They don't they don't move forward. They they come up with a reason. Oh, I couldn't get it for this reason, or I simply didn't want to do it because mine's better better print than yours is. And it can't go like that because nobody knows what the prints are going to be for the shows until later on down the road or until the the show starts. So to do a blind trade at the beginning of the tour, you know, that's going to go away eventually if if it continues down the path of of people uh, changing their minds after they saw the poster that they didn't want. Like Anaheim. You know, there was a person I traded and Anaheim was a part of it. Obviously, I still continued with the trade and I made it happen. Whatever it is, what it is. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Anaheim but I did want it for the collection, so I've got it.
0: Do you have every poster that they released this year? I do. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, um, and I got it from the last tour as well. Wow.
1: I'm just I'm, I'm very lucky. I have some really good friends that uh, have become, well that have become friends of mine from this whole you know poster buddy game. and it's like you know there, there are certain people that I, no matter what, I don't care if they go to one show or two shows. I'm going to help them out with every one of my shows and I'm giving them to
0: my call co- because that's what I do. So the, the question I have with, with poster buddies, I don't necessarily think it's going to, it's getting harder and harder to be a poster buddy. So for example, me being in Moline, they limited to you at one poster and I almost didn't get the one for my poster buddy. And I only did one poster buddy. I, I guess the question I have is how how have you been able to guarantee for all the shows you I can
1: never guarantee them. I tell them I can never guarantee, but I'm going to do everything in my power I can, get, I can do to get them. And honestly, that's why I get there at 4.35 o'clock in the morning. I hated just, and I have to go on record and say, I hate getting there that early. For the last tour in 19 and 20, I was getting there by 6.55, 7, 30 in the morning. But because of one of my close friends for the Eugene show, he's like, all right, we have to get there early because another guy's going to be there even earlier than us. I'm like, oh, shit, here it goes. And so, you know, Eugene was a 4.45 deal, and I was like, I cannot believe I'm getting to a show to wait this long at 4.45 in the morning. And that, I think, set the pace for the whole tour.
0: Oh, for sure. Because we met in St. Louis in person for the first time. We had talked a little bit before that. But then by the time Cleveland, the last show, you know, 30, 48 hours in advance.
1: 30, 34 hours. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I flew into, uh, St. Louis. I got there at 1145 in the morning, 1130 in the morning, met up with my friend. He was right there in line. He got in line, uh, for him and I, because he got there a couple hours before me. I wound up getting in line, I think by 1230, one o'clock at the latest. And I was there the whole time. Uh, until the next day, that was on a Thursday, so fr- the show was on Friday. You know, we wanted all of us would rotate, and you know, somebody would go and take a nap for a few hours and then come back, and and so forth. But yeah, that was uh, that was the longest line I was ever in. Again, you know, we were able to go and, and get a couple hours, nap, you know, sleep, but it was hardly anything at all. And uh, that was a complete shit show, as everybody knows. I mean, come on, my address was put on Reddit.
0: yeah well let's get let's get into that i think the part of the controversy of people is that you know you do have so many friends me personally just watching that whole day not only do you have friends but you have people that are i guess look up to you or or they're looking out for you you know
1: i'd say looking out i don't say looking up but yeah i I mean well we look out for each other we we do you know i mean we we try to and and (laughs) That, that's where I guess the term that I have a crew that I work with that we look out for each other. But, you know, we're all friends. We're talking about how are we going to get to this spot? How are we going to get to there? How many merch booths are there? We Everybody talks about that. Everybody comes up sure. with a game plan because once those doors open, it's madness. It's chaos.
0: But what I haven't heard anybody say uh, other than people that were with you was, uh, and and you may not agree with this. You didn't say it. But, you know, an individual in your group was like, I don't care what happens. Rod is first. I was like, damn. He's got it like that. <laughs> wow. Um,
1: you know, you know, I think it was I was actually number two in line. And what I did was there was a couple of people that wanted drumhead and they were already there. And I said, well, I've already I've gotten the drumheads I want. I don't need any more. So, you know, one of the guys was going to be sick. He's, I think, sixth in line. And he goes, so you don't mind grabbing me a drumhead? I'm like, no, not at all. And he goes, but well, do you want extra money? I'm like, no, I'm right here in front of you. Why am I going to ask you for extra money? I said, if anything, I'll throw it on my credit card. And then you just send me the money right back. And I and, and I think that's where I probably come. oh, no, Rod, you know, yeah, I was actually number two. I wasn't number one. Um, but that was the goal. The goal was as soon as we found out that there were drumheads, that I was going to go ahead and get them. And uh, give them to them. And as a matter of fact, I actually saw um, a couple more come out later, right before a tool came on, and they were walking them over to the other merch booth. I could have ran up and grabbed them, but I'm like, why? What am I going to do with them? I don't want to sell them, flip them. I don't, I'd rather have somebody else get them that didn't have a chance to get hit one or two of them because we know how this uh, bass drum head game has been, this tour.
0: Yeah, I wish you would have told me I would have grabbed one.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because, you know, we we get in there and we get our stuff and they tell us it's unlimited. We could have taken as many as we wanted. And I'm I'm not going to lie to you. And I helped out my PBs and then I made some trades. And I don't think that's a big deal. I know some people are going to say, oh, that's horrible. You did this. But I didn't grab 30 or 40. I never grabbed that many.
0: But do you think that that you being – so, again, you being second in line and, you know, granted, you you didn't grab as many as you could – but do you think that may have set a precedent for the people behind you?
1: Oh, of course. Of course it does. Oh, Rod's going to grab everything. Rod gets it all. You know, Rod, Rod Rod buys everything. I hear that all the time. And again, if I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for one doodle for myself, whether it be a print and a drumhead doodle. That's what I collect. That's what I'm going for because I want other people to get an opportunity to get a sign, especially in VIP. Because that's why we paid all this money. We're standing there all that time. Boom. But you know, you can't you can't control what the merch booths do. They are they You know, the band can say what they want, and they can say they're going to limit it to one per person. But it's really all about the merch booths. I know on one of your other podcasts, you, were, you, you made a comment about um, that supposedly the merch booth was making some money, extra money if they sold all their stuff. I don't know. I think what it is, I think that they're just bombarded by us crazy fans and they're not used to it. They want to get rid of shit as quickly as possible. so They don't have to deal with all the drama. Because I, I can tell you, when, I, when, we, when VIP ended and they opened the regular doors up, I went up front and I could not believe the chaos in Cleveland. I could not believe it. I mean, watching these, these, these poor merch ladies, you know, telling people to get back and people are getting pushed up against the the tables. They're like, get back, get back. And then the police were were telling everybody they're closing it down. And then when they shut that gate, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen that. And I've been to 37 shows now. And I've never seen anything like that. And it shouldn't get to that point. I mean, I get it. We all want to print they're limited, but I mean to put, safety, people's safety in their lives at risk, it just makes no sense. And then, and then the threats, the threats, in the, when, I, when I was being told that I was being doxxed on Reddit, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means, I don't ever get on Reddit, like, oh, they're trying to find your information, because apparently, you know, there was a picture that went around that showed some other guy that was bald with a side profile with a beard, and they're like, oh, that's Rod Roars, and then they figured out my email address, my Instagram, and then they posted my address, and I lost my shit. I'm like, why would somebody post my address for something like that? That's where my family lives. That it's it, it, this is over a poster, and you're gonna try to put my life in jeopardy. It makes no sense to me at all. I mean, it's it's it, it's paper. I get it. We're all we all want it. We want to have it for our collections and whatnot. But the 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 threats and and violence that people have or want to have because you get something, it, it's just it, it's baffling.
0: I completely agree. I don't think that violence or putting somebody's address out there or any of that nature should, should happen. But I also understand, I get, I'm not saying anybody should do any of those things, but I can understand the passion. You know what I'm saying? Take it from a guy who may not be as financially stable as somebody like you. I paid, you know, what is it? $300 for a plane ticket. I paid five hundred dollars for my VIP pass, uh four hundred dollars for my rental car to go to Cleveland, and then I waited hours in in line and did not get a signed print. I mean that's devastating. At least Absolutely. I'd be serious. Yeah. Absolutely but I wouldn't but I wouldn't want to fight somebody or Try
1: to take them, you know. Try to threaten to take their stuff after the show. I saw some guy walk up next to me after I found that that my address went out there, and I was just kind of standing there by myself, just kind of getting my my head together. And you know, I I was feeling kind of good. I was, but I was trying to just get my head right and around all wrap my head around all this craziness. And I watched this guy walk up with a garbage bag that was almost as tall as me, and he had it full, and nobody said shit to him. I couldn't believe it. I just looked at him like, how is this guy standing there with shirts and whatever else he's got in there? And he's just walking around with this stuff and nobody's even acknowledging him or paying attention to him.
0: Was it like shirts in there or prints or, or everything?
1: I have no idea what he had, but he had a bunch of stuff in there and it was very interesting. I was curious what was in that bag.
0: I'm not trying to argue with you. You know, I see where you're coming from as well. And again, if I was in your position, I would probably do something similar. Uh, especially if I had the experience, I think part of my thing right now is I get up to the table and it says unlimited and putting any, getting any more than four prints. I just feel terrible. Sure. I want to speak candidly, but I also don't want to burn a bridge with you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, you will burn. No, you know what? I'd rather have you be honest. no nope, But please. That's 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 what it's all about. I, I, I'm that kind of person. Sure. If you just come to me and come straight to my face and ask me about it, I'll answer any questions. And you know what? Even even if I don't like what you have to say, I'm still going to listen. So, but you know where I where I draw a line at is is the the bullshit rumors. You know? Yeah, yeah. I um, know rumors. You know? You know, like like the guy who the rumor was that he stole people's prints in Miami with the with the fake rental car story. Well, you know, I now I I hear stories that <laughs> I have a crew. That I make fake wristbands for VIP and I make them and then they go buy their hard tickets and then we all go in and we get everything. First and foremost, I had 15 VIPs this whole tour. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I had 14 VIPs and then my buddy gave me his Boston VIP because he knew that I wanted to doodle. and He's like, just, just grab me a poster. He goes, you're going to be a lot better at it than I am. So he gave me his VIP and I said, okay, I'll do that. I've had people actually hit me up Asking me if I would go ahead and um, and they would pay for my flight, my hotel, my ticket, and everything, if I would just get them all the stuff they needed. I said, no, absolutely not. I said, because this is <laughs> this is something that I enjoy. And if it becomes something where it's just about money and making a profit, I don't want to do it. I, I, again, I'm a hunter. I'm a sales guy. I love to hunt. I, I get there for a reason. You said earlier about how you, know, you were in line and you didn't get something. You were pissed. That happened to me at the Chicago show in 19... When I waited in line all day, I get inside, and my buddy was the last one to get the sign print. So then I had to go on eBay and buy one for 600 bucks, and I was pissed. I'm like, that sucks. And I know that, and I feel it, and I understand it. But I even said to myself, though, no, this next tour, I'm going to get there as early as I can, and I'm going to be the number one, number two, number three person in line because I'm going to get, if I can't get a doodle, i am at least get
0: the sign. The difference uh, was in Cleveland, you know, I'm 10th in line. You know, I'm maybe 11th. So there, there shouldn't be, in my opinion, a reason why I couldn't have gotten one other than people in front of me being, in my opinion, a little bit greedy. I'm not mad at them. I want to say that, first of all, I'm not mad sure. at anybody. I'm disappointed. I'm still fine. You know, I'm not hating on anybody. I, I'm not complaining. That's the game. I ended up coming out pretty good in Cleveland. I got a bunch of prints that, you know, were released at other shows and got a Mystic guy and all that I'm not complaining. I definitely want to say that. The second thing, and again, this is not your doing, I don't I don't specifically think, but for some reason, you are a leader in this community, and you may not think I, I that. don't see how. I, I just know, don't see, you know. I, I know you, you don't you, see you know what it, I think it is? but I see it, and other people see it, because they go, Rod, you know. And again, I think it's just because you go to so many shows and, and you – and you're an admin in the pages, and you help a lot of people, and a lot of That's people. That's I was just,
1: gonna say. I've heard that because I'm an admin and tool loot that uh, that I abuse my privileges or whatever. And but not, I don't. I, I don't think really abusing,
0: don't. I'm, sorry, I don't think you're abusing them. Again, you may not have chosen to be a leader in this group, but I think just from sheer experience, people go to you, and they see what you're doing, and they want to replicate that. And I'm not saying you owe anybody or have any responsibility to anybody. I just think that when you're in front of the line, the next person in line is going to go, I'm going to get 20. And then the next person in line is, well, he got 20. I'm going to get 30. And again, this is not your fault. I'm just, I'm just explaining what I saw, if that makes any sense.
1: I, I don't, I don't agree. I just think that, I don't know. I mean, about the leader thing, I, I can tell you this. I share my tricks of the trade with my friends. I tell them what I do. I tell them like where I'm going and stuff and, You know, and (laughs) I've seen people do a lot worse when they're trying to get things and are really trying to be sketchy. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go up and get what I need to get. And it's funny because like when I was in St. Louis, again, they had no limit on prints. I was only grabbing a few of them, but the merch lady was so slow with everything. The people, the person behind me is like, I've seen you at this other show and I know you're going to buy all these and put them on eBay and stop, stop getting everything right now. And Hurry up, so everybody else can get something. And I'm like, it's not my fault. Talk to the merch lady; she's taking her time. And I and I think I grabbed a doodle and uh, and then my shirts. You know, I won't grab a ton of shirts either. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and try to buy fifty shirts and and then try to start the shows or anything like that. I'll get them for my friends, and then obviously I'm gonna get them to sell them because we all we everybody does it. I like I like the term of a flipper. My term of a real flipper is somebody who goes to the show, buys the prints. And then puts them on eBay and tries to sell them, and that's all they do. I am at the show, and I'm at the entire show. I'm there before it, and I'm there until the end for every one of them. I mean, I've I've had comments, oh, you know, you have the best seat every time because I I like to take video and stuff at the end or show the pictures off some of my pics from the the show. You know, I get get blasted for that as well, for having better seats. And (laughs) I've even heard a couple of rumors that I've snuck right up to the front and I've stayed there the whole time. No. I've gotten lucky to get my my seat in the first three rows every show for my VIPs.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't I have no judgment on sure. anything that you're you're doing. I specifically think what you're doing is fine. And again, I may be wrong with the the leader stuff. It's just my perspective and you may not hear the comments that I hear around the community. Especially like waiting in line and stuff like that, <laughs> and I mean positive comments, not not just negative.
1: Again, oh, I, I, you have. I, can I share? Can I share with you sure. a rumor that I had from the other day, please? And I laughed about it. So on this whole Cosm Alex Gray uh, auctions, right? So we all know about how crazy the auctions have been, and I, from what I've heard, I actually spoke to somebody higher up at Cosm this week. The guy actually reached out to me because of all my venting. See what, and let me back up a little bit more. So I, I feel like that because I'm a business owner for as long as I have been, I'm a good negotiator. I am the guy that when I'm right up front, if there's something going on with, with like security trying to move us or whatever, I'm good at not necessarily arguing with them or talking them into it, but I'm good at getting them to see the point of what we're trying to do and getting them to to believe in what we're trying to do, if that makes sense. Right, well, let, let me give you a, a real-life scenario. So in Eugene, we were there, I told you, at 4.45 in the morning. There was people there, a couple of them that were before forty there uh, I think, 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, we had a line started, and then all of a sudden, um, the security came out and said, okay, they opened up uh, four metal detectors or five of them. I said, okay, everybody needs to get behind each one of these. And I said, no, no, no. Hold on. I said, excuse me. I said, I've been doing VIP for a long time. I said, if you start moving these people over, then all the ones that have been in line, since this morning are going to lose out now. And I said that we have to be the first ones to go in because we've been waiting in line the whole time. And after reaching out to Tools VIP and reaching out to a couple people that work there, they saw that and they fixed it. And that happened more than once on a tour that we're almost going to get screwed out of being in line together or, you know, being in in our right spots in line. And that's where I feel like because of my experience in my business, my negotiation, things like that, I'm used to not necessarily being the leader, but being the person up front to, to make sure we're not getting screwed. That I'm being the voice of us, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. I would like you to finish your story about the Alex Gray Cosm.
1: Oh yeah. So, so, so after my, because I was screwed on a couple of the auctions, uh, the first one and then the second one. And I, and I emailed them and I said, "I, I don't understand how it shows that the bid ended and you lost the bid. So this gentleman called me up. He explained to me that they had a lot of problems with their auctions that, you know, cause they're, they are their small community. There's only, I think 20 people that work there. So they've already, they already started up a new, or they're using a new company now starting on the 21st of the new auction because they don't want to see the fans getting screwed over. And, and one thing I, I shared with them, I said, if you guys can do anything with the, cause when you look at somebody's bid, you can see like, I guess an initial. So on that, Apparently it's either somebody else with the same initials or in their email because they'll say R dot, 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 R dot, 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 dot. So the rumor is going around that, oh, you know, Rod with the Deep Pockets is buying up all of them because it's showing the initials RR R in these auctions. And I just have to laugh because I'm like, this is not me. I'm not buying these. I'm not spending $7,000 on the tour, thank you, the, the, the crew, thank you print. I'm just not doing it. I don't want it. It's cool but I'm not going to spend anywhere near that kind of money. I'm looking more for other things. I mean, as we were talking, my doodle came that I bought on eBay. I can't believe I bought on eBay, but it arrived just a few minutes ago. You which, know, I, I, I try to stay away from eBay if I can. What's that?
0: Which doodle was that?
1: The Minneapolis with the face, with the, uh, the doodle face. The one with the, the big boobs, the yeah. chick with the big boobs and the doodle over her face.
0: Okay. Okay. What I'm trying to put together, and again, this is me trying to do a podcast and ask, you know, questions people want to know because people do want to know about Rod. Sure, please. Ask away anything. But also not be too leading, I guess, because I I feel like you've answered most of what people are talking about when it comes to you. They ask, you know, how come Rod gets so much stuff? Rod gets so much stuff because he gets there early and he has enough money to, to get what he wants, period. And then how come Rod seems to be in everything? and it's because you spend the time and send the emails and you put yourself out there. I mean, that's what I'm gathering. I'm a hunter. I'm, I'm a hunter.
1: I'm, I'm ready for the Chet Czar drop to, to happen at three o'clock. you know at 12 at 12 PSD Me too. at Pacific time, but you know I'm, I'm waiting for it for Eastern time so I can get it. I'm gonna be right in front of my phone or computer, whatever I have to do. I'm a hunter. That's what I do. I go after the shit that I want to get. And I'm, and I, you know, I don't, I don't try to, you know, talk people out of selling me things, but you know, if I see something come up and I see somebody gets a doodle or whatever, and I, and if they're not framing it, they're not excited. Of course I might message them and say, Hey, if you ever consider selling it, let me know. If if you want something, why not
0: go chase it? So I I ask most of my guests this, the same question. What is it about tool in general that, you know, lights a fire under you?
1: You know the the band is just they're they're such a tight niche band. I mean they're they're just they're they're mysterious. They're it's it's, it's kind of the, the energy level that they bring. Um, you know what I've always loved. I always loved about how Maynard, You know at the beginning he was always in the front, but then he started going into the back because he wanted the focus to be on the rest of the band members. I just I love how everybody has their own own thing that they they do. And they do it amazingly. And then when they put it together, it's just it's so powerful. I mean, the, the music in itself and the energy is just more amazing than than any other band I've listened to.
0: Fair enough. I mean, that's part of the reason I, I'm that's what got me. That's what hooked me was the mysterious part. And then you get into the musical composition and whatnot. And like you said, it's just it's 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 almost masterful, if not completely masterful. And then it's it's the whole thing. I mean, it was always a suspense. No, I mean, it's their
1: yeah. lyrics, their lyrics always in suspense. You know, then Mayor would never release them because he wants the user to interpret that song in their own ways.
0: And I'm a big advocate of that. Yeah, I, I, this will come out in, in the podcast that I'm releasing today, but I, I kind of go on a rant about how I don't like to look up tool lyrics specifically because I don't want somebody else's interpretation of a song to ruin what I already have interpreted or have associated it to my own life. Absolutely. I
1: mean, and you know, for me, music, music is, is about everything. I mean, it could be happy times in your life, sad, um, you know, working out, whatever. And I, I look at, you know, I, I, I follow me. I'm, I'm such a, a music fan. I can never, I've been able to play my own instrument. You know, I, I did get lucky and I bought a silver burst that Adam signed for me. I've been trying to learn how to play it. You know, I've, I've learned a little bit, not a ton. It's just, you know, music for me is just, it It gets me through everything in my life.
0: And it's, and, and you're not only a fan of Tool, but also Perfect Circle and, and Pusifer, right? Oh, absolutely.
1: I'm actually looking forward to meeting up with you in uh, Vegas for the Pusifer show. Uh, people definitely
0: gravitate towards you.
1: Yeah, I, I I can see that as well. And, you know, but there's other people too that, you know, I, gra- I, I gravitate towards as well. You know, like, uh, you know, Eric Trejani from the collective. Uh, you know, I mean, when I first started doing my, <laughs> when fear inoculum was released in uh, Jerome, I talked to my, my wife, she's, she's a, she's a fan. She's not a diehard fan, but she's a fan. You know, she'll go and see him, you know, once on a tour or whatever, but her and I went to Jerome for the fear inoculum CD release party. And, you know, here it is. I'm meeting all these, 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 Top dogs, you know, these guys from from these groups. And I'm like, Oh, I was I was a little nervous, you know. And then I find out that people are getting in line at midnight. I'm like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? And then my wife says to me, She's jokingly, and she says, I cannot believe that you're not getting in line with them right now. I'm like, Maybe you're right. She goes, No, don't do that. No, 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 just go to bed. I'm like, No, maybe you're right. Maybe I need to. I didn't fly all the way here to not be able to get in. So at three o'clock in the morning, I got up and I went and jumped in line and I you know, got to meet Eric and, and a few other people that uh, that I have learned a lot from. And I was I was definitely nervous because I'm like, you know, these guys definitely have are, are more well-known in these groups and whatnot. And, you know, I don't want to look, come up, look like I'm, I'm some kind of fan or something. You know, and I wanted to kind of, I wanted to learn more of what they were doing. You know, I, I wanted to figure it out. I hated going to people all the time and then messaging them when they went on to the Europe tour. Hey, could you get me a poster and a medium shirt? You know, I'll pay you for it or whatever, and then nobody's calling me back, nobody's responding to me. And I'm like, God, how do I get one of these? I was looking forever for stuff and then I, I found a couple of people that I became friends with and they they started PBing for me and taught me the ways and, and that that's kind of the way I, I I learned it and I and I do it today the the way I was taught. And you know, I I do try to look out for others. Absolutely. We we, we all anybody that sells anything for over, you know, the price, we're all flippers. It is what it is. I mean, everybody's making a couple of dollars or whatever, but not getting to the point where you're just you're you're robbing people, and and I just I don't like that. I don't like how some of these crazy prices that are out there right now. I mean, come on, five thousand dollars for a Cleveland sign is <laughs> it blows it, it blows me away.
0: Uh, I Agreed, it completely blows me away.
1: I would so- never do that. I, I don't even use my eBay account. I mean, I use my eBay account to buy things on, but I haven't sold anything on there in years.
0: Again, getting x amount of prints, you know, your your justification, I guess, is you know poster buddying and trading. You know, they're ending up in fans' hands anyways. But wouldn't they end up in fans' hands if you just got the one for you and the doodle for you, you know, or if you just got what you wanted? You know, what what why why should the people at the shows miss out because people you know and and do stuff with want want stuff as well? I,
1: I, I, I can see.
0: Two different sides to that.
1: Okay, so say I'm I'm the guy that's only getting the doodle and then leaving, right? Maybe there's going to be more people that are going to get them. I, I don't know, but the way I look at it, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to get them for my PBs, and I'm that that's going to be my end game. And I'd rather do that and keep hopefully some of those out of the hands of flippers that are just there. So they're like in Houston, like the guys that that were in front of us. I was I'm still so perturbed by this because I waited there. I got there 5:30 in the morning freezing my ass off. I get inside. They didn't have the prints ready yet to sign. Uh, the band didn't sign them yet. So then they they started up a sideline. Well, because they were giving letting us buy more unlimited or unsigned, there was no limit. So I grabbed a few of them. And then I got in line and I was like, I think like 10th in the back of uh, from the, the front of the line for signed. And these guys grabbed the doodles. They grabbed them and then they left. They didn't even stay for the show. They went ahead and they posted them on eBay like 25 minutes later. And then, uh, and, and they sold them for, I I want to say like three, $3,000 each or something. And that just, that made me so upset because I'm like, God, I was already waiting in line. And they got taken. So I'm sure other people are going to feel the same way when it comes to me or other people. God, you know, I was like, you said, you were 10th in line and then you didn't get a signed print and now you're gonna have to go to somebody else and buy it from a flipper. I definitely understand that. And I think it sucks. I really do. I mean, I I think everybody in VIP should have been able to have have a chance to get signed because I'm not going to get as many as everybody else uh, as as some of these other flippers. But it's just – it's such – it's, it's. I get it, man. It's it's, it's stressful, man. It really is. It's stressful because I I try to do the right thing all the time, but I'm always going to be the bad guy some way.
0: Let me just say this. I don't think you're a bad guy. I don't think you're responsible for anybody else's actions. You know, you're just a guy – who is doing well and getting what you want. And again, people gravitate towards that. So other people are going to try to replicate that. And not only that, the fear, you know, people are afraid of you and how well you, you know, can get to places and get posters and doodles. And so it, it, it's going to cause others to panic and scoop up as much as they can. Again, be, from replicating what they think you're doing and then the fear of, you know, you clearing things out, what you weren't doing. It, it, it's just, th- this time has been worse than others, just because, you know,
1: the whole reason why I started Tool Loop because I wanted to be a page for collectors that wanted to come in and show their stuff off. Because I know you said that I have an amazing collection. I know I do. But there's other collectors out there, I've told you this before, that have even better shit than I do. They just don't show it off.
0: Yeah, I know. But the I way
1: know. I look at it is, why not show the art off? That's what it's for. It's for to show it off. Why not? That's why I like to do Mail Mondays or Frame It Fridays, whatever. Just to give reason for people to show off what they have because it's exciting. I don't know about you, but you know when you get that print or you get that in or whatever that piece of merch is, you get in, you get excited and you want to show it off, don't you? Yeah. Show it off to your friends or whatever. I mean, and that that's I don't even really get on Facebook that much. Really, I'm on there for tool for the tool group. That's that's about it. I love to have conversation. I've made so many good friends that I'll fly and hang out with them or they'll fly down here and hang out uh, just because we become friends by all this madness. And I think that that is probably the best part out of this whole thing is that I actually have friends I go to shows with now. I used to only go to tool shows by myself. I mean, my wife would go to one show, but if I'm going to hit up a bunch of them, she wasn't going to those. Cause she's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go see the same band, sing the same songs every show. Like I get that, but it's more than that. And you know, that's a real tool fans understand that. But you know that 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 has been probably the best part of this whole thing for me is that I actually have friends that I go to shows with and I enjoy them now and I'm not just that 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 quiet guy by myself just going to the show getting there going and then leaving and going home
0: no I I can completely relate to that because I started diving into the rabbit hole, which is merch you know early in the year and I quickly. Again, we're in April, and and I'm now four episodes deep into a podcast, you know, about it, and about yeah. Tool people. So I mean, I went to that first show alone with no concept of any of this, you know, in San Diego, and we both know Bud, and he's the one who schooled me, and um, you know, I mean, I I mentioned him a lot, so thanks, Bud. But um, it's it's nuts, you know, you meet a bunch of people and. Again, I've met, you know, I met you, I met other admins, and I met Eric and other really cool people that are doing a lot of really cool things. So I, I completely agree with you. It's not just about seeing Tool play the same songs for four shows or fourteen shows or twenty-eight shows. It's about getting there, having fun with people, talking about something that you that you love and are passionate about, and then seeing Tool together. And then meeting up afterwards and going, that was awesome. What did you get? I got this, you know, or I I lost. Exactly, yes. I, lost scores, yes. I lost today.
1: Yes.
0: I lost today. You know, maybe maybe next time. And I, but I also have this. You want to trade? You know, it, it. I think what it really is is it's extending the shows. You know, you you can go to a tool. Sh- you can go to one tool show and see tool, and then go back to your normal life. Me, absolutely. I figured out, and which a lot of people did, that you can go to multiple tool shows. You can go to just one tool show and you can jump on tool loot or the other pages and you can extend your experience indefinitely. You know, you can keep talking about tool. You can keep looking at different posters. You can keep buying and trading. You know, I think I think that's what's so alluring about this community is you're not just going to one tool show. You're going to as many tool shows as you want or just one and then you're you continue to experience the whole universe in your daily life. I
1: never thought I would go to 12 shows in one tour and then go to 15 instead of 12. I mean that was that was the craziest I've I've ever been when it came to shows. You know, when we did the Tampa run, those three shows, man in my in my home state, that was probably the the best time because having my buddies with me and we were going to these shows, we didn't get much sleep and you know, as soon as we we're done in Orlando, we we're right in the line in Tampa and it's funny because uh, you know, I know other people have, have mentioned about the line waiters. So yeah, I've used a line waiter a couple of times, but I've learned that from other people. And it's funny because when I was in Salt Lake city and I had a line waiter and I don't mean to jump off uh, what I was saying about Tampa, but the line waiters, I, um, we, we, we we paid two guys a wait in line. Guess what I did? I sat in the car the whole time and watching these guys just sitting in line because I was afraid <laughs> something were to happen and that they were going to leave. I'm like, see, I'm paying them and I'm not even, I'm not even going back to my room or anything. It's a, I think it's a control thing. I want to, I want to make sure I'm in control of my own destiny, and that's what was happening for Florida because I was so stressed out when uh, when Adam Jones released the um, when he released Adi's print on Instagram. But when Adam did that, I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. Now I'm gonna have to get in line early. Well, because my my soon-to-be 17-year-old he uh, he owed me money because I had to help him you know, get new tires and brakes on his car. And he only works, you know, every now and then I said, okay, well, you're going to wait in line for me while I'm in Orlando. And then I'm going to come jump in the line when I get back because I'm not going to take a risk of losing out on getting a doodle for Audi print. And sure enough. So he stayed there and then I got back and my, my buddy and I, we both got in the line, waited all night. I think we got like three hours of sleep, went to the show, Right after the Tampa show, jumped into the uh, to the truck and drove to Miami. I had like two and a half hours of sleep and jumped in the line again. That was probably the uh, the, the the hardest with having three days like that. Just just you know, the three shows back to back like that.
0: That was uh, that was that was quite a run. Again, I I went to six shows, but the the last three I did I did the exact same thing. And I thought I'd never go to that many shows. I never thought I would go across country to see Tool, but apparently I was wrong. You know, I'd never been to Cleveland before, but fuck it. <laughs> you know, I had the, like you said, I, <laughs> I had the means to get there. Why, why wouldn't I, if that's something I'm passionate about? So I have Absolutely. one, one, uh, I have a couple final questions. The first one, sure. if you're a, a, your average tool collector, how should I go about getting into this game and being successful?
1: Well, you know that probably would have been an easier question to ask a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, I think after some of these, I call them newbies, after they get the bad taste out of their mouth from what they experienced this time around, all I could say is I would, you know, friend the people that are in the groups that are always in the group, that are ones that are that are that are posting a lot, that have the collections, uh, and then start reaching out to them and asking them, you know, maybe if they could if they could help out on the next tour. Like you know, like for myself, I've had people me up when I when I show up a Doodle and then they reach out, hey, if you don't want to you know, if you decide you don't want to keep that, let me know and I'll buy it from you. That's the same kind of stuff that I do as well. I would try to you know, try to go through Messenger and and message and, and try to establish a relationship or see if they would be interested in selling the stuff or just really watching the game and seeing how it's being done. I mean it, it, it's, you, you got to get there early you got to do the time.
0: I think that's the number one, you have to get there early because in and however early that is, you know, if it's now forty-eight hours, then you know that sucks. But I hope not. I hope not because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not pulling any more of those. That, that just it, it takes away the fun. It
1: really does. And again, if it's not fun anymore, then I don't want to do it.
0: Out of all of the shows that you went to, how many were not VIP?
1: Well, this tour was all VIP. Uh, the last tour was not. The last tour was was regular seats and VIP as well. Um, I did nine shows in the last tour. I had 12 set up, but I think out of those nine shows, I want to say, um, six of them were probably VIP.
0: Fair enough. Again, with all the rumors, cause we didn't even get into a lot of the rumors. You know, there's, there's some that you, you are paying people off. There's, you know, paying people to be in line, buying 50 posters. You know, I'm sure there's a rumor out there that you've sold your soul to, you know, Adam Jones. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, wait, wait, here, here's the best rumor. No, I don't have a hookup with the band. If I had a hookup with a band, why the hell would I get there so early? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a hookup. I wish I did.
0: I wish I did. And I wish you did so that I could <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Of course. Um, what, what I'm getting to is what do you want people to know about Rod?
1: I'm just a passionate fan like everybody else. And, and I, I love the band and I love the art. I and I, and I, and I love hanging out with other fans. It's just, it's a lot of fun.
0: Uh, l- last question. Uh, what is your grail? Do you have one that you don't own right now? Is there something out there that you don't own that you're like, man, I really want that, but I just can't seem to find it. Uh, that's a good one. Cause I've got a lot of my grills now. I'll have to get back to you on that one. You're a good hunter is what you're saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good hunter. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, my, my main grail I wanted for the longest time was the MX, uh, Emic metal or MX foil x-ray Berlin. And I actually was able to acquire that right before COVID happened. And, uh, that's been my most acquired print that I, I love the most. That's a good answer. For a grail.
0: Rod, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate, uh, asking me to come on. No, and I, I hope, love the podcast
0: thank you I hope you come on again
1: well you know when I told people I was doing a podcast with you I, I, I heard more times than none man Chris is a good guy he's a really good guy that's awesome you're doing that with him oh thank and you and that makes me feel better
0: so again please come back on you know I think you have so much knowledge and I think you're well spoken and I think people would like to hear from you more
1: thank you I I enjoyed being on it was a little, I was a little nervous but uh, I, I enjoyed it anytime you want me on please I'd love you. to come on
0: So I want to thank Rod for coming on the show. I really like that guy. I met him through my travels around the Midwest at the beginning of starting this podcast. And, you know, we've been friendly ever since. I think it does a lot of good for a lot of people. And and a lot of it, people don't even know that he does. So again, thank you for coming on. Please like, follow, share the podcast. Spiralout.podbean.com. At Spiral Out Pod on all your social medias. Uh, we got some fun stuff coming up, some cool guests. We got some more artists coming up. The Ben who did the Sacramento poster is going to be on next week. We have Camilla who did the Napa poster coming up. We got Nate Hill who did Omaha. Another guest coming up that I'm really excited for is Jeff who did the who built Danny Carey's synth box. He will be on the show coming up very soon. So very exciting things. I want to thank everybody for all the support and all the listens and other news. I'm going to Deftones tonight. Hopefully I will get some people talking and have a good time, get some posters, get some merch. See Deftones, which is neck and neck with tool for... Favorite band of all time. Different sides of the same coin, in my opinion. Primus is out there touring. Alex Gray finally did his 2022 drop. I got a Cleveland signed, finally. I can stop talking about it and bringing it up in every episode. And I'm really excited about that. I also got a Chet Sar uh, artist drop. And uh, I'm excited about that as well. What posters am I looking for now? If you're out there and you have a... And ATL Brooks hit me up. So again, thank you for listening and spiral out.